0: or find us on Facebook.
1: We're basically letting them know we've got a housing crisis and you can edit this any way you want to. We need more listings. We've got tons of buyers for your neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. With what it looks like, you know, we've got such, you know, we we, we came out of such a low inventory year last year. Now we're rolling into what I really think is going to be even worse by way of inventory. And I think everyone's predicting that. I mean, there's, you know, we're certainly not building new houses and we're not I mean, we have labor shortages, we've got COVID issues. It takes forever to build houses. I think a lot of people say we need houses, but now you gotta buy yeah. land, you gotta <laughs> subdivide it, you gotta get lumber, <laughs> you know, things like that. You gotta build it, it just takes forever. For supply and demand to get back in whack, it's gonna take a while. So I think, you know, so the agents that know how to lead generate for listings are the ones that are going to survive in this market, you know, and so those those guys are actually, you know, the rich is getting richer, if you know how to generate listings, you know, and I personally love farming, we coach, you know, on a lot of different ways to generate business. And we always first and foremost, coach our agents to, you know, build their sphere of influence first, right. But then we're always trying to teach them to have additional prongs where they're prospecting for new business. And I love farming. I mean, this is a personal family. I mean, we teach by expi- everything, you know, depending on who they are and where they live and, and and what they what their preferences are and their price points. But the reason I love farming is because you get to pick your price point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you literally can target your average prices based on the neighborhood you select. That's what I love. So I, I'm a big, big fan. And you guys at Red X's GeoLeads product is a great way to do it because... You know, now, I mean, in real estate, coaching and training agents for more than 30 years now. So I go before the internet. I mean, the idea of what an email address was, was crazy. To be able to buy a big chunk of the email addresses in a neighborhood is just astronomically easy to me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hilarious. You know, our, our mobile phone numbers, you know, to be able to both text people and things like that. Uh, it's crazy that it's so easy compared to what we used to do, you know. So it's fun and it really opens up all the different things we can do with regards to farming um, by getting those two bits of information. Yep. Um, so that's where it starts, right? If we're going to farm, it, whether it's circle prospecting, we call that spot farming. It's like you're just farming around every one of your listings or around an open house you're having. If you're gonna stay there for a while, we call it geographic farming. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that means I wanna yeah. be that neighborhood expert and I wanna keep getting listings in that neighborhood forever. At least that's how I right. differentiate the two terms. You know what I mean? Circle prospecting is when, you know, short-term, farming is when I wanna stay there long-term.
2: Right, and, and just by you bringing that up, people are gonna ask, well, which one should I do? And, and, and my answer would be both. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: prefer circle prospecting to find out where you're going to farm because people say, well, I want to start a farm and I want to farm this neighborhood. Well, it's really hard to break into a farm without a listing. Having that listing makes all the difference because now, I mean, otherwise, if you don't have a listing, you're going to maybe give them some market updates, you know, a Christmas card, you know, you you know, other, you know, call them and ask them if they're going to buy it and sell it. They only do these things so many times. Right. And it's a bunch of marketing hey look at me look at me look at me i'm the best but if you have a listing it turns everything upside down now you can say hey look at me market your neighbor's listing yeah here's an open house here's a just listing here's a block party here's all these different things we can do you know what i'm saying so now you're actually evidencing your success you're showing people that you're working that you're successful, and here's how here's how I do it. So it gives you an opportunity to show your work. And most realtors don't get that opportunity because the public does not think realtors do anything. I mean, we know that, right? Like, the, they don't think we deserve a commission. That's why they keep saying that the internet's going to replace us and i buyers are going to replace it. I mean, none of that's true. But everybody says that because they just don't think we do yeah. anything. But they don't realize we do quite a bit. And if you can right. be the one agent that shows your work, everybody's yeah. going to use you.
2: Right. So we, we have a we have an agent in, in our local market. We're in, in just south of Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, we have a lot of agents doing this. He's just the one that we've talked to the most about it. But he's he, he does these target prospecting, similar to just listed, just sold, or calling around a listing. But he's actually calling on specific properties. So he uses geo leads. He narrows it down. He knows what neighborhoods people want to buy in because he's got buyers. That's right. But we all have, because of inventory. So he's specifically calling neighborhoods and even targeting homes within the neighborhood saying i have a buyer for your house and he's done two and he's done two you know one at two million one at four million so so pretty decent sized listings by by prospecting a neighborhood saying i have a buyer and then he pairs them up and he's double-siding that transaction anyways you know so it's been a pretty good thing for him but he's doing it with with calling and saying i've got buyers for your neighborhood for this specific home have you thought about selling it? Well, you know, I, I don't know. What, what do you think it's worth? I right? guess that's, that's what no. and, and it starts the conversation. So,
1: and that's something we, te- we coach our clients to do too. Um, I don't, awesome. it's kind of hard to predict. I mean, there's a lot of predictive models out there, but what I like to do is just throw the numbers in, in your storm dialer, right? You know what I mean? And, and all of a sudden, you're, you know, you're calling through all the numbers in a particular neighborhood or zip code or whatever represents the place you want to start a farm. Right. Usually it's based on the average price point. So, you know, you're going to go yeah. for those. Now, that's what I'd usually say to do. So we, we just make more contacts that way. And that's one layer. And you're going to hear when I say farming, it's like layers of an onion and, we're, and we can peel them back right now. Right. And I think, we didn't plan this, but what you just said, Curtis, is my favorite content right now. It's the, hey, we need listings. You know what I mean? Or we've got buyers. Right. And the royal word there is we. Like, I, I want you to get that. We means, we, I mean, you may not have a specific buyer for that neighborhood, but I bet you someone in your brokerage does. Right. I bet. And if not, I bet you someone in your MLS does. So we becomes the royal we. And I guarantee you some are looking for that neighborhood. So that's what we're looking for. And here, the reason I love this time is because number one, everyone believes you because there's nowhere you can turn on the media that doesn't tell you that we can't, we have a short housing crisis. We have a shortage of shelter. So they believe you got buyers. Right? Right. So that's number one. Number two, right now, they actually are thinking about selling. Why? We just came out of the holidays after the biggest sales volume year in the history of the United States of America. We've never sold more houses. We've never had higher sales volume. And we've never had higher price appreciation in one year. Right. We had, on average, in this country, 22% increase in prices. If you look at the last two years, we're well up over 34%. Right. 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 Well, that means anyone that bought before 2020 has 34% equity in their home at minimum. If they put 20% down by, I mean, they got, I mean, so basically everybody can sell their house and buy a new house right? and keep their mortgage payment the same well, and move up to I, their dream house.
2: I, as a, as a, as a side note to what you're saying, you know, we do a lot with pre-foreclosure data and, and. Despite foreclosures not going through the full foreclosure process, in a lot of counties, in a lot of places, they're still filing notice of defaults or list pending in different yeah. states. <laughs> yeah, but, and and here's the thing is is you don't have to you don't have to work those and do a short sale anymore. It's not like oh six sell it. seven yeah, eight just sell it, just sell it, and they make money and everybody wins, um, which is the majority of people coming out of forbearance and and that may be late on their mortgage. Um, so as a, as a side note, that's a, that's a, a great way to help somebody out of a bad situation and everybody wins big because oh, there's yeah. so much appreciation. Yeah. You're doing, I mean, you're years. putting on a
1: white cape, doing the right thing for humanity, fighting the evil banks. that are trying to profit off. All these right. Things. right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's really good to, to uh, so I agree. Yeah. Um, it's real easy to target those right now and. So so based on that phone call, let me let me tell you what that phone call. So what I would say is the first letter is the phone call. Like we've got buyers, we need listings. Let, let me show you a couple here. I'm gonna share my screen with you if you don't mind. But you can see here we have this. Uh, this is a we need listings email, right? And, and this is just a letter, you know, that I might send out to everybody in that neighborhood based on the mailing address Geo Leads give me. And then then I follow that up with a phone call. I also might use the email addresses and send this out too remember everybody's different here you get some people so i'm basically and and by the way when you know anybody that's attending this you can click on victoria i'm not sure how to tell them how to do this but that you can download this letter template it's fully editable so anybody listening to this can have this but you can see here that we're basically letting them know we've got a housing crisis and you can edit this any way you want to we need more listings we've got tons of buyers for your neighborhood etc 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 so that's one way to get it done is to say, we need listings. Because remember, when you farm, it's a game of touches. We're trying to make systematic touches, okay? And we're trying to switch up the content a little bit. So the first one I said is we need listings. And then we can call and let people we know we, we need listings. We can mail, we can email and diversify our touches. Why, if you send me a mailer, if you call me, I'm not gonna answer, that's just me. But if you call my mom, she's answering and you're gonna talk to her. If you send me a mailer, I'm not gonna get it because my wife's gonna intercept it and throw it in the trash can. But if you retarget a Facebook ad at me, uh, now you're gonna get Brian. So you got my mom, my wife, and Brian, and an email might get me one or two times. Right. But I'll probably unsubscribe, but my wife never unsubscribes. That's why we diversify our touches with multiple layers when we farm because everybody receives information differently.
2: Yeah. So we, we did a, we did a study and we've repeated that study almost every year since, I don't know, 2015. And with, with scary, you know, difference in the results. But one of the, one of the questions is how many different ways do you go after the leads? You know, mediums do you use to go after the lead types? Yep. When you look at agents that make $60,000 or less, they typically on average are are just about one, just over one different way. So uh, the majority of people are just, they're trying to call them or they're trying to email them or they're trying to text them. But if you look at agents who make $250,000 a year or more, the average is almost three different ways that they go after all of the same lead types. So they're diversifying, just like you're saying. And keep going, I bet you can
1: do the same with 700000 Like it's, you know
2: what I mean? (laughs) you know so and and that's what's interesting now versus pre-covid is there's so many that's changed drastically we've seen connection rates on phones do some weird things in 2020 they went up everybody was answering their phones and and towards in you know by the end of 2021 connection rates were way down you had to make 30 percent more dials just to connect with the same amount of people as a year before right and so and and so People are changing the way they're communicating. So I love that you mentioned a couple of them. You you mentioned retargeting them on on Facebook. You know, Facebook happens to match contacts based on two pieces of information, the phone number and the email address, both of which you can get from Geoleads, right? Yeah, then we
1: we just export that database from Geoleads and import that straight up into Facebook. And now we can run ads at just those people in that neighborhood. So you can literally say, hey, I'm the Whispering Pines you know, neighborhood expert and not worry about all the people live in other neighborhoods. You know what I right. mean? Cause we're just targeting those people that live in that neighborhood because exactly. we're, we created our own custom audience. there.
2: Right. And, so, and you now. know, all of the, the the force multiplier, the multiple ways of going after them. you start to, you start to realize when somebody goes, Oh, Brian, I, I've heard of you. And they right. don't know where, they, they saw it on Facebook or they got an email from you or they saw it, but they don't really know where, but it builds all of a sudden this credibility in their mind that, well, I've heard of you as a real estate agent. And in their mind, that positions you as the expert for that neighborhood or that area. Anyway. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: the most active. You're the one working the most. You're the one that wants exactly. it. Um yeah. And especially if we can start tying some like, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you're able to to weave this into showing some sales activity like, uh, a coming soon, a just listed, an open house, a pending, and a sold, So we don't get too crazy with all that. But even if you just went through one listing, especially if it's your first listing in a neighborhood, you do want to market. I mean, you want a postcard for all of those. You want a mail, I mean, you want an email for all of those. You're gonna to want to retarget Facebook ads for all those. Why? Because after you get through that whole whole process, it's probably gonna take you two, three months. And guess what? They're gonna think you just sold 20 houses in their neighborhood. So you're Wait. an instant expert in three months. Yeah, but
2: I, I need to I need to stop you there. And go two or three months. I, you know, I get that. I understand that. I've seen. You know, we've helped a hundred thousand agents to do this over eighteen years. But I think I think it's important that people understand that this is a farming technique, and yeah. and just you know this is about planting seeds and reaping sure. what you sow. And it's not immediate. We do, you know, we're, oh, we're going to tell the saying. success yeah. story. And we're going to sell the success story sometimes, like, hey, we're calling around just so they just sold and nailed a two million dollar list. Yeah, I just you told may not get a listing right yeah, now. you may
1: not get a listing in two or three months, but you are going to get that mind shift. Yeah,
2: you know what I'm well, saying? And yeah. I and I think that's p- part of the important thing that people to w- take away from any prospecting is that it's not just listing appointments or listings as the initial metric. It's about how many people are you bringing into your CRM or bringing into your sphere of influence that over time you have a relationship with, so that when they yeah. are ready to transact, that you're the person that comes to mind. That's right. Right. Agreed. So, no, right? no, I'm. With so you. when you say I, I agree, when you say two or three months, a lot of agents are going, oh, "Well, I'm not going to do that." I'm, gonna... And, and instead they they waste their money on Facebook right. ads that have a 14 month payback,
1: right? Yeah, no, 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 so. yeah, no. We, well, we, what we want to do there is we want to take advantage. So when you say, you know, how do I start? I start with circle prospecting. And I want to develop instant credibility so that I is but so not only do they remember me, they remember me as the expert in their neighborhood at the same right. time. So I'm trying to do both at once. So I am going to weave in some of that just let just sold marketing to establish and evidence that success. So that gets remembered that man, no one seems to work in here harder than that guy does you know what i'm right. saying so here's right. a different way to switch up the content and really do the same thing um, and i'm going to give you this one as well too here's a listings needed email right this is, now we're actually saying the same thing but it's like here's some specifics it's like a it's like a one in person's ad right i need these types of bedroom be- these types of houses in these different neighborhoods you know, it could be in, you know, if, if I have a big farm and there's a condo section or, uh, you know, different parts of the neighborhood, you can delete or add or subtract from this any way you want to. But it's like, here, here are, here's the make and model of the specific house that houses that I'm looking at. And I'd make them kind of vague so they apply to most people, right? Um, and then you send that in same way. And, and, and again, you can download this with everything else. We're going to send that in to them via email. We're going to send that to them in a mailer or a letter. We're going to call about it. We can retarget Facebook ads about it. It could be you just on a video, and we're just going to keep layering all these different communication channels. Same content mixes it up. Now, you want to mix these up. Like, you might do the first letter I showed you and then mix in a just listed, maybe a just listed video that retarget back, you know, with a drone on it. Maybe you walking in the front door and then going into the house and then boom, back to this the next week. And then maybe it just sold. Now you're showing them that what you're doing is working. You know what I mean? And then we bounce back. I'll give you another one. And this is where it's almost like, I guess it kind of resembles a love letter. Everybody's saying, don't do love letters. I totally disagree with that. <laughs> uh, just don't do stupid things in love letters. But anyway, this is not a love letter because you're just saying, "Hey, I've got a buyer. I need a listing." So you're using it to procure a listing, not to get an offer accepted. Yeah. So there's no way that they can discriminate against you in this case. But basically, I'm saying, "Here's my buyers. They're, you know, they're. I got these buyers. They're great people. I need to find them a home. Look how hard I work to find a listing for my buyers. Yeah. And again, they'll believe this is the traditional, you know, prospecting one, right? So it's again saying the same thing. I need a listing." We've got too many buyers so we can mix it up. Same thing, diversify it, use different channels of communication to get this across. And you say a little bit about them too, if that makes sense. So I'll throw that one in there as well too for you. Those are great ways right now where we're looking for that inventory. Another one that I, I really wanna talk about too in low inventory markets, this one is probably the most powerful right now, I think for farming is, um, and you guys have this data too, conveniently. It's uh, it's calling old expireds right now because I mean an expired listing from two thousand nineteen or two thousand twenty has gone up in value thirty to forty percent and you'd be shocked how many there were um that's the thing but going back and calling old I mean even from last year there's people that expired you know I mean I mean even if even if a property expired in August and we're six months later that price has gone up about eight percent.
2: We we have we have a lot of agents who are going back ten years, all the way back to like twenty ten, sure. when prices were at before the climb, and, and saying, <laughs> "Hey, you tried to sell your home then. Now you've been there for ten more years. Did you know? You know, it's yeah. doubled in the price in ten years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're ha- we're having a lot of success with that as well. I mean, really sure. old expires.
1: So you'd be shocked um, how people just try and give up and get in a rut. I mean, you think logically; they would have known they could have sold it before now. Well, right. logically, you you know, tell yourself you want to get in shape and go to the gym, but you don't do that either. I mean, logically, we would do a lot of things differently. But well, everybody's doing that this month. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is January. <laughs> yeah, that's January. That's a good Everybody, point. January. Everybody's going yeah. to the gym right now. Yeah, yeah. Check back with me. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Uh, that's uh, but that's <laughs> the idea. Is you'd be surprised how they often sit for a very very long time just yeah. because it's uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to put my house up for sale. Now I know I, to, you know I got to fix that you know, deck in the back and a bunch of people coming through my house. It's kind of like I got to wake up early and go to the gym and it's cold out and all that kind of junk. People just don't want to do it. But you calling them, telling them that they've got $300,000 of equity in their home. Well, that's a game. There's too. some
2: motivation. Yeah. Like,
1: well, and, and I team.
2: think you know, uh, we've experienced, especially with the expires, a lot of people had, uh, they had a bad experience and you, you know, we could we could put a, all the reasons why it didn't sell, but to the homeowner, it's the agent's fault, right? And yeah. and so a lot of times that they're not gonna they're not gonna actively go out and find another agent. But if someone contacts them and they connect with them and they like the way their voice sounds or they like something they said, it, it's pretty amazing how many times we can turn somebody's past bad experience into into a good experience and help them oh, move yeah. on in their life and and um i think that is the benefit of working expires yeah that's why any of our
1: farmers we always have them go back because especially if you're trying to break into a farm like i said it's always easier to break into the listing well let's go find an old expired and and let's break in with that yeah yeah um it's the easiest way to break in in my opinion is expired old expires and then of course we always want to set ourselves up on the new expireds if they come up at any of our farms we got to be the first to jump on those as well right
2: right well, and that that is you know for a shameless plug here that is one of the benefits of, of having multiple lead types inside of red x is because it, it will tell you like if somebody lists their home for sale by owner and they're they're part of your geo leads it will show you that that it's part of your geo leads and uh, same with the foreclosure and, and any of the lead types so that way you can get through there um there there go ahead
1: I also put a, a script for calling old expireds in that packet for everybody to download Great. so they can start reaching out and uh, especially, you know, target that farm area. You mentioned one other thing, too. I was just going to sneak in there was FISBOs. Right now is a really good FISBO market, mainly because everybody tries to, you know, they hear about how prices are off the chain and there's no inventory. So they think they can sell it themselves, which means there's a lot of people trying to Fizbo, which is what makes it a good FISBO market. So it's really important right now to keep an eye out. This is again, multiple, (laughs) <laughs> multiple uh platforms within Red-, Red X, but making sure that we, we track any new FSBO that comes up in any of our farms or any of the neighborhoods we want to start farming in.
0: Uh, right. We start
1: contacting and, and befriending that FSBO seller and we put them in a system where we stay in contact with them over the course of six to 10 weeks where we're staying in contact and trying to add value. Um, and at some point along the way, they get tired of trying it on their own and they end up trying it with you um right and so we're always trying to set the appointment trying to move them forward but fizzbows are a powerful way to break into a farm too if you don't have a way yeah. in if you can flip a fizzbow your way uh it goes a really really long way and I've got some some great scripts my favorite script for flipping fizzbows in a low inventory market when it's the hardest to flip it that's great easy to find hard to flip them
2: yeah I have a question for you, Brian. I, I think in this market, so we've done a bunch of research, we're kind of data guys, that's that's what we do. Um, and we've done a lot of research in the last 90 days to try to figure out what what is different about how people are doing their business uh, versus pre-COVID. Has COVID really changed the way that we should do business? Um, and in most cases, the answer is no, but here's what we've, uh, kind of a, a common thing that keeps coming up as we interview and survey people is, well, I'm making more money now because of just appreciation. I mean, I'm making almost 30% more money doing the same amount of work and transactions as I did before. Right. Right. So you have these, a lot of average, you know, doing average amount of transactions. Maybe somebody's doing 15 transactions a year and they're making a, you know, a, an okay living and, and they're going, well, I'm, I'm making 30% more. And then it's followed up almost always with this. I, I know I should be prospecting, but I'm not. And and what they're doing is they're taking that extra money and they're putting into things like Facebook ads or they're putting into things like, um, well, because of the higher transaction, I'll work with a reload company and I'm okay giving away 40% of the transaction for a referral fee. Or they're, they're trying to do things that are easier. And I see that as a threat to a lot of their business in the long oh, run, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I it's can stop It's human nature going the-
1: It really is human nature. <laughs>
2: Right. No, of course. I mean that I, I work hard. Well, it, Curtis, to... we don't want
1: to change that. That
2: that's why I have an
1: industry. I mean that like if yeah. it wasn't for that defect in the human brain, I might be digging a ditch or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah. But, but that's so I you know, and I don't know what the specific question is, but we're sitting here talking about just listed, just sold and circle prospecting and farming and expireds and Fizbos and you know picking up the phone and dialing and uploading to Facebook and doing all this stuff. And it sounds like a lot of work.
1: Yeah. My
2: question is, is how do we address all these people that are going, "Ah, there's probably an easier way right now because I got a bunch of extra money because I'm making more money. Well, I mean, I
1: think, you know, everything we're talking about, number one, for the most part can be automated. Okay. I mean, in theory, you can do all of those layers I said and pull the phone calls out. You can, and it will work. It really will. I mean, we can send out the mailers. We can send the auto emails. We can do listing e-alerts through your geo leads emails so that they're updated that way. We can we can do we can use social media. Literally, it, you can automate almost everything and pull out the phone calls, which I know is the part that they're all freaked out about, right? Right. So you can do that, which is going to be better than ninety nine point five percent of all agents right there. Right. Okay. I, I will tell you that. So that's number one. Number two, yeah, it is work until you get used to doing it so i mean my big recommendation here is to get a coach because the top agents that are doing that are taking advantage of this are all top agents and all top agents pretty much have a coach or they have had for a significant part of their career at least that helped them realize that wait once i do this intro work life is sure a lot easier you know what i'm saying so yes there's a barrier to entry like you got to get these things set up and then you got to establish a routine or a habit but once you get in that habit You start to feel real good about it. You don't feel like you did before you had the habit set. It's kind of like going to the gym, right? I'm going to keep going back to that. It's January talk. Um, Before you go to the gym, it's like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to wake up early. You're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. This is such a hassle. I have to get to bed early. Then I got to drag myself to the gym. Then you go to the gym for a month and man you have so much energy and you're like wow i feel wonderful i don't ever want to stop doing this i was crazy before my life has changed there's after gym and before gym. you know all of this
2: you know all (laughs) of
1: this changes and you feel differently about the gym and the same thing is true with getting on offense and opening up your marketing department and growing your business once you start doing it you will feel much better about it so don't sit here to assess it proficient at it
2: Right, well, know I, I love that you just called it offense. Get on the offense because, you know, so I mean, we, we we have Facebook groups set up around the jokes in our industry about the feast or famine, or you know, yeah. it shows a poor person and then somebody shopping after a transaction. We make jokes about this inconsistency and in income, and but but if you just like like you're saying, get on the offense and run some plays you you're, you're going to score consistently you're you're going to have sustainability in your business long term which which creates a totally different lifestyle for people if you have consistent business and consistent income it means you're not an employee of your real estate business but that you can take control of it and and that's what we love about the leads and what we do for agents is we give them people they don't know help them put it you know if they follow what you're saying, they'll put in systems to talk to people yeah. they don't know, to to get to know them, and then develop relationships that turn into real estate transactions. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean it's and it's one of the. I mean we look for reasons to not have to do new things. That's what we do as humans, right? We look for an excuse. Oh, I can't go to the gym because the gyms are closed because of COVID. Or, well, I'll just wait. So that, that gives me time to wait until they open back up. You know what I mean? Right. Or I don't wanna farm because I don't, you know, I don't want to call those people. I don't like when people call me. So I don't want to call people. We look for reasons. I'm here to take those reasons away from you. Um, I mean, there's plenty of ways to increase your marketing and generate more business. And it's different for everybody. And that's why, I mean, I think we kind of founded our coaching company on that. I mean, I have, I have, or we, I should say have plenty of clients that do not make any phone calls. It is humanly possible. You know what I mean? Like it's, so we can custom made a, some sort of lead generation program or marketing plan for you. Now, do they help? Yes. They're freaking awesome. They're one of the highest, you know, they don't cost you much. Right. And and they're very highly effective. But if you don't want to make them, there's other ways around the block. You know, it may not be as fast, but there's other ways around. It's real important that you remove those obstacles and at least feel what it feels like to grow and succeed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and not say, I don't want to do it. But you're right. If you're one of those people that just says, hey, I want to keep things the same, you know, this is, you know, the cork rises on the water. I mean, it, you know, it right. is, it, 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 it's easy to do that right now because everybody's right. selling a little bit more real estate. There's more sales volume out there. But I'd also be afraid because what happens when the when the water level drops? Because someday that's going to happen. Our sales are going to go right. down. And
0: right. when that
1: happens and you don't know how to lead generate, whew, you know, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and and it's, it's interesting what we don't apply regular traditional business practices to our business as real estate agents, which the first thing you would do is if you had, if you had inventory to sell, you would turn on some marketing, you know, or direct sales, like, you know, go knock on doors and sell brushes or, you know, but you would, you would do marketing and in marketing, the first thing we do in marketing is, well, who are we selling to? You know who is closest to a transaction, right? Um, which which is why all of all of you know the the coaches out there are saying expired, bizbos, call you know pre foreclosures calling around just listed and just sold calling your sphere of influence and and these people that that could be close to a transaction is is you know an easy place to start for your marketing. Absolutely. So.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I like that. And you have endless stuff to talk about and it's all coming in the alignment of customer service. So that's what I like. I mean, a lot of us are resistant to lead generation because we don't want to be too salesman, right? We don't want to like say, hey, use me, use me, use me. We don't want to pander. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to be out there making ourselves look desperate. We don't want to make the, you know what I mean? And which is I get, I mean, we're humans. But if you can actually take the same goal, which is to generate new business and alignment with content that's customer service related, you don't have those inhibitions. So if we're marketing, for example, to the neighbors for a neighbors only open house, even though it's probably not going to be neighbors over, I doubt you're going to turn away the public. But we invite them all. We want the neighbors to come home, because, come by, because we ultimately find the purchaser of our properties, a friend, family member, or acquaintance of somebody that already lives in the neighborhood, which is why right. we invite all of you guys to come attend our house. You know, if we're doing that and we, and we have, and, and we just, and so we start showing people, wow, I mean, these guys, I mean, I've right. never had an open house where the agent personally called me to invite me as a neighbor to attend. Right. You know, and he's done that for three weekends in a row. Yeah. Didn't we get a flyer from him too? Babe, are you sure you want to list our house with your cousin? Didn't she just get her license? Like that's that's kind of how this starts to go yeah. because yeah. you've aligned your customer service with your marketing because you're showing well, and, how you list and market a house.
2: Well, and, and back to an earlier point you met, made about, about showing the public what you do, uh, I, I know agents that, that will – that have added this, this kind of thing to their listing presentation, to their marketing plan to say, and by the way, I'm going to call 300 of your closest neighbors to make sure that they yeah. have all of the information on your home and doing it. And, and, and I, I know agents who have those, those types of activities have set them apart from any other agent oh, that's yeah. come in the door and they get the listing because of it.
1: You know, the favorite one I do right now, same thing as we can, we can actually use this upfront in the listing to convert the listing appointment is open houses because open houses are another touch in there, right? Where if yeah. you can have some open houses, preferably at least two, those are two more reasons to to layer the onion, right? We can email about them. We can shoot you know retarget Facebook ads about them. We can call and invite about them. But then I know what all of you are saying is yeah, open houses. How do you do that when your house sells in 24 hours? You got to know how to do that, because there is a way to do that, and top agents know, right? Um, And we use that in the listing appointment. So imagine I'm in a listing appointment with a seller, just like you guys are saying, not only are we going to call your top 300 people, we're also going to make sure we have two open houses when we put your house up the very first two weekends, and here's why. So it's going to be uncomfortable for you. But my job is to get you the highest price for your home to net you the most highest sales proceeds. So what'll likely happen if we price this house correctly, we'll get multiple offers. And we usually only are, if we're going to get multiple offers that drive a price up above asking, above market, what means we got to get multiple offers in the first two weeks. So the best way we assured to do that is we have two open houses. Okay. And we have them the first two weekends. So what, so even if we get offers and start getting offers the first week, we're going to drag our feet on accepting as long as we can to have that first open house. Why? Because that keeps the screws to the buyers. Because what, what, if you're a buyer, and you have an offer on a house, that I means you love it, and you want it. So what do you do that Saturday, you take your sister and your best friend and your parents and you drive them by your house, only to see 20 people walking through it that also want to steal your house right so does that make us go up and accept that counter offer from the seller or maybe even write a new offer that's higher right and these are tricks we do to drive up your sales house price so we don't just stop our customer service and marketing when we get offers and we don't stop there because that's just the first open house right let's assume that we get this under contract Are we done negotiating heck no they still have an inspection to do and they're going to ask us to fix a lot of things or give them money or the house may not appraise after the appraiser comes through because we got it sold at such a high price they may want us to reduce the price because their lender needs it to be priced at a certain value for them to get their loan well we're going to want them to come up how do we do that we show them that we're getting backup offers that if they give up this house, there's 20 others. So why a second open house? Same deal. This reminds them, man, why are you? So when we accept an offer from a buyer's agent, agents, make sure you tell the buyer's agents, hey, we're still gonna have two open houses or one more open houses, or how many you have to go? Because we wanna have backup offers in place. So I hope this helps you with your client. If they start trying to ask for a lot of repairs or they wanna renegotiate an appraisal or something, that we've got people in line. Um, We've seen this in the market. We're just doing our best to make sure our clients are secure because they're going to buy. They're going to they're going to release deposits on the next house they're buying, and they're going to get moving trucks and all that kind of stuff. And we really want a solid deal. So hopefully, this helps you, buyers agent, with your buyer to keep them in this thing regardless of what happens. So I'm actually kind of prepping them because a lot of buyers agents don't know how to work together they'll take that information and and be like well not with me i mean not they like to fight you know they they think we're in a lawsuit with each other this is actually working together so this actually should make it stronger for a buyer's agent based on what i'm doing here it'll make my buyers want it more and i'm giving them all the scripts and dialogue subtly to give to their client but when is this conversation really happening this is happening in my listing presentation. i'm the way i'm blowing you away right now i'm blowing the seller away there's no way you're beating me in a listing presentation because that seller has never heard about this that FISBO seller has never heard about this they're like wow real estate agents really do have some strategy and some marketing and some technique i had no idea it's not just put it in mls and put a sign in the yard and present me 10 offers he's actually dragging those offers trying to get more offers enhancing them so they don't renegotiate back lay or getting backups. No way a FISBO doing all this. Right? So, you see what I'm saying? And, and so, yeah. so this is why I use this in a listing presentation. This is how I keep them out of FISBO. That's how I keep them with me and not picking another agent that's totally lazy that hasn't given them any strategy whatsoever. And it's what we do and especially if someone's trying to go high price on you that's way too high of a price no 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 that's not the way you do it in this market we drop it down we price that market and then we use my strategy to, to drive prices up so they walk it up above market that's a safer way to go and we can get them to remove all these contingencies
2: along the way it sounds like so we've always said brian that we have a whole bunch of tools go find somebody that has a all the that all the training and and together you know you can implement that in your business so um, for, for people who listening, because I, I know we're live on both your Facebook group and ours. So, so people interested in Red X, redx.com. Um, Mention Brian and, and you get set up fees waived and, and we'll help you out with what lead types you want to start with and get going on. And then, of course, Brian has all of the training materials. Where, where, where can people who don't know, where do they go, Brian?
1: Go to EisenhowerCoaching.com um eisenhowercoaching.com is a great place for that um you can go to our website i mean you can actually take our training courses you can do uh, one of the things wonderful is 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 right now we're doing you can do a free uh uh, coaching consultation with our coaches so if you just mention uh red x webinar you know you're going to get to talk to uh one of our head coaches uh, and they'll do a free coaching consult. So I wouldn't know why, why somebody wouldn't want to do that. If you got something from right. this, this is them. Right. And then you can kind of take a test spin and feel what a coaching yeah. consultation might actually feel like. Uh, yeah. So go to EisenhowerCoaching.com. It's I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R. It's on the screen behind me. Uh, type that in uh, and
2: uh, and uh, check out. Love yeah. it. Cool. Well, hopefully people got some value from that. And and uh, we appreciate the opportunity to chat about farming and prospecting and how to get listings in 2022.
1: Likewise, Curtis. So, it's always good. Okay. Take care, my friends. Thanks,
2: friend. Brian. Appreciate yeah. you.
1: Bye bye.
0: Likewise. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.